That is a big thing Melanie. Just how we are in the world and how we think about whether we've got something to contribute, whether we need to just hide it so we don't, so we're not rejected when we give of ourselves. Mm. Because ouchie. The comparison game is really dangerous because there is always going to be someone that is better than you, more equipped than you, has yeah. more experience than you in some things, but they don't in other things. We just don't focus on that. Free falling with the coach and the counselor, Daryl and Beck. Making sense of connection, spirituality, and being human. I'm not sure if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I can do this. Like, who am I really to be, be recording, a podcast. recording a podcast? What have I got to say? What have I got to contribute? What have I got to say then? Maybe well, we shouldn't be here. There's all these people in the world that are so much better than us. Well, I'm feeling rather sad. Do you feel like this often? Yeah. Not completely defeated like that, but it can be a thing. Like, I suppose it's part of... He says, rearranging himself. I suppose it's part of human experience to kind of feel like we're imposters. Mm. That compared, you know, especially when we start comparing, and I suppose that's one of the challenges, is we kind of don't want to get shot down. And then mm. over here in Australia, we have the tall poppy syndrome, mm -hmm. which is whenever, you know, whenever anyone sticks their head up mm -hmm. above the parapets they'll get shot down yeah so we've got to kind of blend in and go with the masses and all that kind of thing mm. and that involves not contributing and it involves like even what you just did then so you it's going to make you feel a bit uncomfortable for a second so you talked about feeling a little bit sad a little bit downtrodden like you don't belong and then and you shifted your whole body you rearranged your whole body and then and you called attention to it he says as he's moving his hobby that's what we do we rearrange ourselves we rearrange ourselves to either fit the situation or to make ourselves more comfortable within it yeah we that's shift. true yeah. yeah yeah and it is actually a whole posture in some ways this is a bit harsh but to do depression to do sadness we actually have to take up a physical uh, way of being, mm, you know, okay. in yep. part. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like it sounds harsh, mm -hmm. and maybe that's not com the complete truth of that. That's yeah. not, not the whole of that, yeah. but that's p part of it. Is becoming smaller, and about hiding away and being less and considering ourselves less than in some ways. But not that we're talking about that so much yeah. today. But yeah. but yeah, there is that way of thinking. Of ourselves smallly, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, a shrinking away. Which is yeah, mm. which can be a, a yeah. physical posture. Yeah, mm. I think I'd just say I think yeah. I would just sorry. Yeah, put, yeah. <laughs> let do, me just put my bit. Yes, on do it. your yeah. counsellory things, please. Do my Fix me up. No, fix I'm up not fixing. I'm... <laughs> I'm not fixing it at all. I just, from my yeah. perspective, I would separate depression and sadness. For yeah, one. yeah, sure. And I, and I would look at them as different things, and I would say. Because I totally get where you're coming from when yeah. you position your body. I would probably separate that from a little bit outside of depression and sadness yep. even and say that it's probably more disempowerment. Okay, yeah. And feeling like you are not able to make change in a circumstance and you feel disempowered that brings on that kind of shoulders down, head low, 
yep. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That yes, is no. my perspective. No, that, only. that is I just good wanted because... to say that. Yeah. Just to no. counter. <laughs> and yes, to clarify, yes, whilst you might feel sad while you're depressed, depression doesn't necessarily mean sadness. Right. Yeah. 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 But we have this thing that is called imposter syndrome. Mm. Perhaps one can be diagnosed with it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a thing that's yeah. Being I wonder, spoken about. A lot. Oh, look. So maybe maybe the pharmaceutical company should come out with a drug for it. <laughs> <laughs> look at you, Mister Sassy. Ah, yeah. No, bit. it's I get where you, I get where you're coming from. It's a condition. It's a you might have this diagnosis. Yeah, is it in the DSM? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I just got sassy. Boom. Ah, well, you'll have to look that one up, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what we were talking about. Gosh, I hope I'm going to be quiet. Imposter syndrome mm. comes up when we're looking to think that we might be able to make a con- contribution to the world in some way, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Like, it doesn't exist if you don't want to contribute, if you don't want to love on somebody, if you don't want to make a difference in some ways. Does it or, or can it exist like even if you want to start a job, I don't know, any kind of job, but you don't view that as really making a huge contribution to the world, but still you step into that role and you feel like an imposter? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that could be. That's what, But I suppose even in a job, mm-hmm. you're exchanging your contribution for dosh and like yeah in a sense mm-hmm. so i suppose there's that i say smaller but it's not really smaller mm-hmm. but there is that way yeah so you're thinking more of a wanting to change the world wanting to make impact and feeling like who am i to do that yeah mm-hmm. and but that could be in any way that you make it so mm. it doesn't have to be world changing mm. in that sense but even as you say within a job context within a business feeling like you might be able to make a contribution to the workforce where they would value enough to give you a bunch of money at the yeah, end of the week. Okay, yeah. And so we have this where we have the imposter syndrome sticking its head up. And I suppose we want to try and break that down a little bit. One part of that is that whole side where we're comparing ourselves mm. to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And gee, that's dangerous mm-hmm. for a start, isn't yeah. it? And I suppose as we look at somebody else, we're only seeing what they're projecting mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. some ways. And then we're making up a story about that mm-hmm. for ourselves, which may or may not be yeah. accurate or anything to do with the truth. Yeah. yeah. Which is the danger of comparison, I suppose. Mm. Have you had some other kind of reflections on comparison, like or the or how that works? Or generally speaking, I believe women in particular. I think ah. a lot of women would be able to relate to the comparison thing, because we are, I believe, pitted against each other mm. and yeah. seen as competition and even at a recent family gathering so a lot of people comment that my daughters look a lot like me and one in particular people say she's spitting image of me and we had an older family member pull her aside and say oh my goodness you're just a younger more beautiful version of your mom aren't you and there's not a single part of me that was offended by that Um, It made her profoundly uncomfortable and I just found it amusing. But I found it amusing from the point of that because of her youth, she was suddenly better. And so we were kind of in a way 
were the same but different so we were put in competition with each other in this mm. individual's eyes and i think women can relate to that a lot we are constantly compared and i remember sitting in class as a teenager and you'd see the boys writing notes to each other and they'd have all of the girls names next to it and numbers next to it and we'd be rated on who was the most attractive and you'd always get a little bit excited if your name was above someone that you deemed to be quite yeah. attractive yourself. Like it's this yeah. revolting, yucky. That was what Facebook thing. was all about when it was started, you know? Really? Yeah. It was a check out the chicks site. Really? Yeah. And rating like that was, that was the wow. get go. Yeah. And it came from out of that. I did not know that. <laughs> Lovely. But, but yeah, so comparison culture, there's a yeah. whole culture of that. And, and as you say, women because of being graded on beauty mm. yeah yeah so susceptible in that area yeah and age and and even women do it unwittingly to other women i see a lot of women um who become mothers talking about motherhood and how hard motherhood is and it is I'm not taking that away from anyone but it it kind of is this unspoken thing that we've just got it a little bit harder because we chose to bring these small humans into our lives so you can't compare a workload of someone who doesn't have children <laughs> with someone who does and you can't compare the stress and the strain and you can't like yeah it's yeah it's, it, part of still is still trying to you can see a strategy of trying to build yourself up somehow oh, absolutely. Trying to, yeah which is it's still a survival thing isn't it like, oh, like and I'm, it's all ego it's all yeah. just centered in centered in ego but yes i get what you're saying like it when it comes to imposter syndrome it is a really dangerous game the comparison game is really dangerous because there is always going to be someone that is better than you more equipped than you has yeah. more experience than you in some things but they don't in other things we just don't focus on that we focus on all the good things yeah that this other person may or may not have yeah. and i know i when i was in church leadership this is so embarrassing to admit actually <laughs> a couple of years ago another family came into the church and were in a prominent leadership role and this woman was like identical to me in all of her giftings okay. really like in, and in terms of the things that she was going to be doing within the church and i was like Oh, well, that's it. I can step back. I'm not needed here because yeah. she's she's got it, you know, yeah. she's got it covered. Like there's not need for both of us, maybe room for both of us even if there was that. Yeah. And I just felt very like, okay, this is, and it was hard. It was hard to see the people that I had been connecting with suddenly flock. Yeah. Flocked, yeah. yeah. I was like. Head turns oh, over there. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, that yeah, that is tough, isn't it? That's all me. That's but my head, my you yeah. Know. Because, I, again, in our last episode, we were talking about I suppose seeing a benevolent world, and there is actually room as if we choose to see it this way. There is room for everyone's mm -hmm. giftings mm -hmm. and everyone's goodness and everyone's contribution. That's in fact, right. in some ways, the world is crying out for mm. it. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but it's hard to see that. You're really, really good at empowering people in that, though. You have a really unique way of helping people realise that what they have to offer is actually really needed and mm. valued. And I've not, yeah, I've not heard the kind of encouragement that you offer people 
spoken about in the words that you use and almost you use it and it doesn't feel like a burden but you kind of call out the responsibility of what we owe other people with the giftings we have and that's a bit like ouchy (laughs) like I don't often that's yeah you'll often say kind of thing like I'm trying to think of an example but if I'm talking about not really knowing how to move forward in a certain area you'll be like well that's a bit selfish because these people need you know you are robbing people of the opportunity to hear this certain yeah you know offering that you might have like that's that's a bit awkward because it takes away all the narcissism (laughs) like highlights that that you're just being like you look like you're being really humble but actually quite narcissistic in the way that you're thinking right now (laughs) well and self-protective but it's there's a self-protective component of us and we don't want to experience do you see that i just shifted my whole position (laughs) i just said something really vulnerable and now i'm shifting position as well and adapting because we do (laughs) yeah Yeah, recalibrate we do exactly Uh, it is a big thing though I think just how we are in the world and how we think about whether we've got something to contribute whether we need to just hide it so we don't so we're not rejected when we give of ourselves Mm. because ouchy like if someone you know and then especially if we think we're going to be compared to somebody else Mm -hmm. and we've probably all experienced that at some stage or another yeah so that's that's a bit tricky then to go actually i am enough and the gift or the passion or the heart that i've been given is needed in the world yeah and i think see that for me that kind of thinking come still comes back down to that thinking about the world in a way where there is a positive that there is a love purpose behind it all Mm. and that somehow the whole world has this kind of symbiosis to it where where we're all contributing to the whole Mm. and the uniqueness of our little snowflake is needed in this if we are to continue in the growth pattern and not tend towards chaos which is our last story yeah that's right yeah but one of the one of the other core parts, and I've kind of touched on a little bit, is that we feel that we're not enough. Mm. And that can stop us. Like it's our kind of self-image thing or the way that we look at ourselves that which comes up with that whole who am I? You know, stick my head up or to say something or to give something or whatever it is. And it's kind of weird what I was talking to someone the other day about that. And you're going, okay, well, what role does the I'm not enough have in the human race Mm. because I think it's that's universal like Mm. we all experience that deep down fear of not being enough but so what's the flip of fear it's it's actually like a a desire to be enough Mm. it's a desire to connect it so if we flip it from a a batten down the hatches fear thing it's actually we have that desire to be known to Mm. be considered enough to be received as enough and that that is i suppose in some ways that can motivate us to move forward and i I kind of believe that if we live in a world where it is powered by love Mm. and we see it as that where we know we are safe then we know already we can know we can sit with that and know that we are actually enough Mm. and that then allows a kind of a freedom of 
a freedom that we don't need the attention of someone else. We don't mm. need the approval of someone else mm. for our survival. Yeah, We're actually okay yeah. to just as we are. And to be able to sit in that and to work and to move in life out of that place mm. can be pretty powerful. It's incredibly powerful. And I feel like I am coming to a place of recognition of that in myself. However, the one question that keeps coming to me is, would I still be having these revelations and be in this place of freedom if I didn't have a solid, secure, happy marriage? Mm. If I didn't have this incredible family that I've built. So yes, I completely agree with you, but I also think that there's um, an element of privilege because of my circumstance that I have to check yeah and have to acknowledge that well yeah to someone listening that probably that's easy to say that that's great you've got everything you need and you don't need anyone outside yourself because i already have those things yeah. externally so yeah. i can understand where that criticism comes from as well and i guess i just want to say like i get it yeah and i, I see the tension in that and i don't know what to do with it no. i just i acknowledge that it's there and I hold it until more revelation comes around that. Mm. But um, yeah, I feel like I want to share that yeah, just to kind good. of flag yeah. to people that kind do you see this. Like yeah. I get the and I do like great, beautiful, but and I see to some people. Uh, yeah, you know. but I see even for myself and and we we all are on this kind of journey with mm. with that understanding mm. and sometimes we might be way back in that and yeah. not in a place where you know where what we have to do is survive mm. we have to get mm -hmm. by but as we as we grow maybe we can move to that place where we can start to recognize that that you know that um driving our life from i am not enough is not working for us yep and you know, maybe there's a discipline involved in that as well. It's going, mm. okay. And I, for me, it's also about connecting with the divine and sitting with the divine in that sense and going, okay, if I were enough, how, how is yeah. that? How yeah. is that with me? You know, yeah. if divine creator kind of wants me around, mm. what does that feel like mm. in the deepest part of me mm. without a human being having to need me or whatever, you know? Yeah. But as we've been talking about this, the imposter syndrome and mm. and the desire to contribute in the the human needs the, or the ego needs paradigms, this would be up there at the, I'm the kind of the... started calling them that <laughs> ego needs. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, I, I, Thank they you, were Dad. called psychological needs, and that kind of I, like I, I, I was never going, agreed yeah, with that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I thought that doesn't really define anything, but ego needs kind of does. Yeah. And um, that's, that's kind of nice. So, but one of those is contribution, but that, that lives with the growth mm. and contribution are up in what the creator of these, Tony Robbins, talked about as being the kind of the spiritual needs. Mm. And the, the other four needs of certainty, of uncertainty, of significance and of connection, that kind of survival needs in some ways. And until you've got those kind of, buttoned down got too much energy to be worried about growing and then yeah. giving back to yeah. the world you know yeah that's so true so yeah. i suppose when we're talking about even this level here of imposter mm. syndrome we're moving into the more spiritual ways of seeing or spiritual 
it is about the higher parts of our consciousness in that mm. sense of, of wanting to give back mm. of wanting to see the planet get to a place where we can actually worry about somebody else apart from ourselves yeah, and our right. immediate family or whatever yeah yeah um, so that's a big deal yeah but the old imposter syndrome mm. it's still around and if we're in a either a consultancy in a small business situation or we're in a job at work and we're looking to contribute more there or it can still come across us. What's the way to battle that? Or some ways to think about it that are more constructive perhaps? One of them is, again, it comes back to that, that spiritual part. Seeing that our contribution or our presence, the way that we see the world is truly unique. Mm. like I mentioned before just like that snowflake that the way that we do something or our presence the where we are in our in in our space in the world whatever it is yeah um, is unique and therefore our contribution is unique mm. and therefore it's valuable and mm. does not need comparing mm. there is nothing to compare it to to who yeah. we are in that moment in that place in that space yeah it's good yeah. And we don't need to be, you know, it's, I hate this about, I suppose, the way that business has been done a lot or even in organisations where you have positions and you have roles and you, it's sort of like cogs in a machine. Mm. And so you have to match the specification. You know, you've got to be exactly this size cog to yeah. fit into this machine. Yeah. But in fact, as organic human mm. beings, we've probably got more to add in a place and to think of, a business as a machine like that is probably yeah. not the most productive way to think about it as we create as we grow and as you know you can't this is weird but you can't compare a machine to creation mm. like to a plant or to a, you know the way that a plant grows is so different from one to another even though they have yeah similar features so true, yeah. compared to yeah. you know the model t that ro rolls off the assembly line yeah exactly yeah so even in the ways that we work together you know, mm. there's a uniqueness that you bring to whatever role that you yeah. have or, you know, a uniqueness to the way that you can serve somebody or give out. And you are a precious and special little snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. It's true, we are. And I think it's really, it really needs to be highlighted what you said, that we all see the world through a unique perspective. None of us see the world or certain situations the same way and I think especially in this age of social media and where everyone has an opinion and I think that's fine I think it's fine that everyone has an opinion but we get so damn upset if people don't share the same opinion <laughs> as us and so we write them off as a whole person yeah instead of saying well maybe in this particular instance on this issue they have a different perspective than us and on a Another issue, they may have a different perspective too, but that perspective can teach us a whole lot and show us something that we're not able to see. Mm. And we are doing ourselves no favours when we dismiss a whole person yeah. because of one perspective that they are presenting to you. Yeah. We're not learning at all. Yeah. And isn't it interesting you're talking about dismissing somebody? It seems to me that the way that you dismiss somebody is perhaps the way that you dismiss yourself dismiss yourself yeah that's good yeah so so as we think through this thing yeah there's the way that we look at and value the gifts of others mm -hmm. around us mm. and start to see that uniqueness mm. from that perspective 
and see the value in that, which is about valuing humanity as much as, you know, as yeah. much as we need to be valuing ourselves, you know, to mm. valuing the other person and mm. recognising that they have a gift and a specialness that may not fit into your world so well, but it's going to fit somebody's world perfectly. Yeah, right. and, and, you know, their contribution is still valuable. Yeah, no, that's good. And you said earlier, like, what do you, what do, you do with imposter syndrome when it pops up, when you see it pop up in yourself? I guess I just wanted to share something that I do when I recognise it is I name it. Okay. <laughs> like I name it for what it is and I yeah. speak it out. And I think it's really powerful when we know what's going on and speak Mm. it out to others even. So, for example, just last night I had an interaction with my son who will be 20 this year. And I'm really struggling to navigate this new phase of life that he's in because I don't know the rules. Like, he's a grown-ass man. I'm wondering where do I step back a bit I'm still trying to navigate that and basically after literally telling him to get staffed last <laughs> I was like you can get staffed uh in that tone of voice I was just like kind of a bit done but I then we went for a drive together and I'm like I just want to explain something to you and I explained to him I am struggling with such and such because this is my value system and I'm parenting you out of this value response and I'm sharing this with you so that you'll understand why I'm having these reactions because I have no freaking idea what I'm doing and I'm trying to learn as I grow too and you can help me in that by arguing back with me and taking the time to do that but doing it respectfully and doing like but just letting me know because he's quite passive and will just kind of keep quiet to keep the peace but that doesn't help me grow and it doesn't help me know where I'm missing Mm. missing the mark and so I just said it like that I don't know what I'm doing I'm not an expert here help yeah let's do this let's do this together and gosh that's a bit humbling but I have nothing to be embarrassed about in that relationship like neither of us have done this before he has not been a 19 year old almost 20 year old being raised by someone who has not raised an almost like you know like we're all just learning and so it's okay yeah and it kind of, you know, if we can speak openly with each other about this stuff, it gives each other room for grace. I'm sure he will extend more grace to me because he knows that I'm hopeless for trying. <laughs> and, you know, part of that as well is really inspiring um, and shows us a way that we can be in the world, even with this feeling like we're less than or mm. feeling like an imposter, is, as you say, by owning it. Mm. And that then allows someone to identify that within themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And rather than trying to hide it, Mm -hmm. trying to fake it till you make it. Exactly. Try to bluster through or then to react out of your hurt feelings or trying to protect yourself. Yep. Then stuff happens and the world goes kind of to shit, doesn't it? Because we're reacting, we're reacting out of ego. We're reacting from wanting to protect our pride. Yeah, and knowing that you know, and we would want this, and even in situations where we don't really know it exists, we can ask that it exists, and that is that kind of sense of trust yeah. and that safe place. Yeah, we can create those safe places by by you know, modeling it, by modeling by, it, stepping into it vulnerably. Yeah, exactly. Going, you know don't don't, please don't hurt me in this but that's right 
but yeah. this is this is where we are this is my humanity yeah and then if people do choose to hurt you in that or use it against you that's on them but yeah. you are no longer partnering with that way of being and you are breaking the hold of the imposter syndrome you're breaking the, the hold that has over you yeah. by naming it for what it is yeah. and when we just speak stuff out yeah bring it to the surface have real discourse yeah stuff changes it yeah. shifts everything yeah we don't have to pretend we're Mm-mm. like somebody else we don't have to pretend we're better than we don't have to yeah. pretend we don't have to pretend exactly <laughs> yeah and gee that's God, yeah and aren't we kind of all sick of that like yeah that's why we have all these reality tv shows that aren't even but like we all got sick of the pretending we got sick yeah. of the perfect family so we you know invent this kind of pretend reality but yeah can we all just do actual reality guys all just meet each other on a human level i promise it just you'll meet people who are like-minded and you'll all bounce off each other and it'll be great yeah and it starts with that kind of get rid of the people that don't yeah which is such a them right off that's a that's a relief too isn't it (laughs) yeah it is eventually you know, and I think that even in a... In a it's um, great, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in a business space, it's kind of been a revelation to me recently that there is this whole... They call it... They call themselves the conscious leadership movement. Uh-huh. And this is not just for, you know, non-profit, feel-good, softy, mm. softy mm. Uh, ways of doing it. But it's a way that we can actually even do business, work together as teams... Mm which just champions humanity, you yeah, know? Beautiful. Like it, it champions authenticity, being mm. yourself, owning your own shit, for yeah. sure, yeah. but and but not trying to pretend. Gosh, that's and nice not, to hear. Not yeah. trying to be something you're not, mm-hmm. not trying to get the office in the corner or whatever <laughs> it is that you're trying to do, yeah. but contribute and be part of a team together. Even the leader, you know, is the same way where the leaders can be kind of authentic and open with the feelings that they're feeling in a situation yeah. whether it be timid whether it be scared yeah. whether it be feeling like an imposter mm-hmm. feeling that they can't communicate well enough or whatever it is mm-hmm. and allowing that to be and you know i think that takes a lot of bravery but when you compare that to trying to be someone you're not yeah Oh, the energy that is wasted in that space and the existential (laughs) angst that is stirred up, like, come on, not worth it. Yeah. So hopefully there's a way forward for people to be able to step into their uniqueness Mm. and to... And to acknowledge that it's okay if you don't feel like you belong there yet. Yeah. 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 And there will be a way. There is Mm. a way that... Each of us has this unique gift to give in, on this planet, mm. in our world, in the very place that we've been planted. Mm. There are people to connect with that really need yeah. whatever it is that yeah. you're bringing to the world. And you've got a really cool thing on this by a guy that you were sharing about earlier who oh, has yes. a number of... So, so he had a way, it's again, it's a way of looking at the world. And I'm part of this, it's a Facebook groupy thing and I've done a couple of his little challenges and things. And he's, he's in a, uh, it's called We Build Tribes. Mm-hmm. And... It's about building communities online, really, and but but making them more than just groups of people that mm. kind of like stuff. Mm-hmm. So he, his name's Mark Bowness, mm-hmm. and he has this picture. He kind of 
talks about it always in this way that there's 7.5 billion people on the planet and 10,000 of them wake up every morning crying tears <laughs> because they need what it is that you have to offer yeah and our thing is to find those people and connect mm. and it's just yeah it's random numbers mm. except for obviously one is based on billions of people <laughs> that live on the planet yeah and you go well that's you know it's such a tiny percentage let's let's pull it out ten thousand. Mm -hmm. and and it is true the people that he's worked with have gone on to connect with more than ten thousand mm. and find people that have got what it is that is their uniqueness that they bring to the world yeah. and so it kind of works in that way but it's kind of like starting to own that and say okay there is a space for me here there is a place for me on this planet there is a uniqueness that i bring and i can bring to any role whether it be in a business or whether it be in your own business or mm. in your own ministry or even in your own relationships yeah you know yeah could be as a parent or as a yeah. brother or a sister or an auntie or, or whatever you know there is there is this uniqueness that you bring that is needed on mm. this planet and um, as we start to own that and that's his big thing is just start own and take on that belief as your own why not mm. you know like yeah it, it certainly you try and prove that it's not true you've got 7.5 yeah. million people to yeah. to um to connect with and it's it. not out of obligation it's not a pressure thing it's not a these people need you to be their savior no. it's nothing like that it's valuing who you are as an individual yeah. and that maybe you have learned things along the course of your life that are going to be really beneficial yeah. to some people. All sorts of different things yeah. that can change people's lives yeah. and Just impact a, them and, and inspire them. That's yeah. right. Just and the way that we that we communicate or the way our personality is. Some people kind of are attracted to the big forceful checklist. One, two, three. You've got to do it this way. Get on <laughs> with it. <laughs> and then others are a bit more empathic and and uh, a bit more gentle and, and caring and yeah. all that kind of thing. And some are really, really gentle and it's like, oh, don't be hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> softly, softly. Yeah. So there's the whole range of ways that allow us to be able to connect with others and as well tap into our own uniqueness, mm. you know, and our own contribution. And I think we've said it before, but it is about we're part of the planet, we're part of this thing called life mm. and life is about creativity and mm. it's actually about giving and this allows us to be an expression of life and to express our creativity creativity in itself is, is nothing but giving in a mm. way giving out of ourself out of our essence and that's a real joy for yeah. for the planet to yeah, celebrate with you know say that you guys are freaking awesome i think we're kind of really surprised and honored that you're still listening along with us but yeah we also understand that some of the stuff we talk about might be a bit sensitive and so you might not want to share that publicly but if someone comes to mind that you think would really benefit from hearing one of our episodes please shoot them a link to the episode it's a way that we can get our message out and again though if, if you've got stuff that you're dealing with um and you want to chat with or connect with us personally then reach out you can reach out through the Facebook page or um, if it's even more than that you want to shout a big message to us then yeah. feel free to leave a message yeah. on our website as well at freefalling.com 
And also, Daryl offers coaching after psychotherapy. We are here to discuss that and work out if it might be a good fit. Yeah, absolutely.